you have questions about diabetes and mental health, I have answers for you. This episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast is an audio advice column where I answer your questions and give you advice about diabetes and mental health. Yes, diabetes is stressful, but yes, there are ways you can handle it. I promise. In this episode of the podcast, you'll get some great ideas about how to navigate the stress of diabetes so you can live a full and flexible life without letting diabetes get in the way. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I love hearing from my listeners, and I especially like it when I get questions from you guys that you want me to answer on the podcast. And so today I'm dedicating this episode to answering your questions in my latest installment of the Diabetes Psychologist audio advice column. Today I'm answering questions from listeners about how to make diabetes a priority, how to overcome a fear of eating, how you can take a break from the stress of type 1 diabetes, and also how to deal with imposter syndrome with type 1 diabetes. I really hope these questions will help you think about your diabetes in a new way and help you live a more free and flexible life, even with type 1 diabetes. Without further ado, let's get to the questions. This listener asks, how do I make type 1 diabetes a priority in my life? I have so many other things going on. I have work and school and my relationship and my social life, and I can't figure out how to make diabetes a priority. Where does it fit in? That's a great question, and I think one that we deal with all the time. And I want to challenge you here to think about diabetes in a little bit of a different way. In the way that you frame your question, you're looking at diabetes like another task you have to do. So you have the tasks of school and the task of work and the task of your social life, and you wonder, where is it in the priority list? But I see a couple problems with this way of thinking. I don't know about you, but I don't want diabetes to be at the top of my priority list. When someone asks me, what is the highest priority in your life? Managing diabetes is not that thing. I want my relationships with my friends and family, my work, my social life, and other things to be the top priority, not diabetes. But if that's the case, where does diabetes management fit on my list of priorities? Between my work and my relationship with my family? I just don't think that's a fair way of thinking about it. Because, of course, diabetes management is never going to fall at the top of the priority list. There will always be things in your life that on the surface are more important to you than managing your diabetes. And so to say that diabetes management isn't your biggest priority, I think is a very fair statement. But at the same time, managing diabetes is important. While it's a task you have to do on a daily basis, it's not the same as a task like going to work or spending time with your spouse. It's something that happens throughout your day and throughout your life, integrated into everything else that you do. Think about it this way. I like to cook, and I like to eat a lot. And if I were to give you my top 10 favorite foods to eat, they would be things like pizza and hamburgers and steak. One thing I can guarantee that will not land on that list is salt. 
I don't think anyone has ever said that salt is their favorite food. However, salt is a key ingredient in all of my favorite foods. Salt just makes the food better. And without salt, the food that I love wouldn't be as good. So while salt is not my favorite food, all of my favorite foods need salt. Without salt, they probably wouldn't be very good at all. Salt is integrated into the fabric of the food that I'm eating. The same thing is true for diabetes. Diabetes is not going to fall as number two or number four or number one on your priority list, or at least it shouldn't. Good diabetes management should be integrated into every other priority that you have. Just like salting your food is important, managing your diabetes is also important in order to make everything else in your life a lot easier and a lot more pleasant. Diabetes overarches everything else in your life as opposed to being a priority that you have to fit in. And if you can see it that way, it actually makes it a whole lot easier to handle and a whole lot easier to manage. You stop seeing diabetes as something you have to fit into your life and you start seeing managing diabetes as something that makes your life a lot more flavorful. When you manage diabetes, work gets easier, school gets easier, your relationships get easier because you're not focused on diabetes. You're not, you don't feel bad, you feel less stressed, and you're able to do the things that you want in your life without diabetes being at the forefront. It's there in the background and you're managing it well so it doesn't get in your way. And isn't that the goal? This question comes from a listener who asks, I'm newly diagnosed and I'm developing a terrible fear of eating because I'm worried about making insulin mistakes. How do I learn to cope with this and develop the courage that I need to learn to eat well? First of all, let me say, I'm really sorry to hear you're dealing with this right now. Challenges with food are some of the trickiest things to deal with with diabetes because you have to eat. There's no way that you can avoid eating and stay healthy or really stay alive. So dealing with the challenges you have around insulin and food and navigating those together can really become a big burden. And the burden that many people deal with and don't even know it. So the first thing I'll say, which I'm not sure will make you feel any better, is congratulations on recognizing the fact that this is an issue for you. The fact that you recognize that you have a problem and the reason why you're having trouble eating is because you're scared of taking too much insulin is a really big insight. And this insight is really going to help you to get better. I know a lot of folks who have high blood sugars and they can't really understand why they're happening, why they can't bring their blood sugars down. And by doing a little more digging, we realize that one of the challenges that they have is taking enough insulin for the food they're eating. They have a fear of taking too much insulin, and so they either don't eat enough or they take too little insulin for what they're eating, keeping their blood sugar high. But they don't recognize that's happening, and they only see it as a problem with their diabetes management, when really the the challenge they're having is psychological. They have a fear of the unknown. And I want to frame what's happening for you right now as being just that, the fear of the unknown. I get it. Worry about taking too much insulin can be really scary because insulin can be a dangerous hormone. And of course, you want to do what you can not to take too much insulin. But too much insulin exists in context. There's no cut and dry rules about what too much insulin is. If you're eating a meal that includes French fries and a hamburger and a milkshake, you need a lot more insulin than if you're eating a salad. And understanding the context of insulin is a crucial first step. 
After your diagnosis, I hope you're able to work with your endocrinologist and diabetes educator to really dial in your basal rates and your insulin to carb ratio and your correction factor. Once you have those dialed in, the next step is to trust them and to lean into them and recognize they're there to protect you. Trust that the food you're eating will cover the insulin you're taking. And the only way to trust those factors is to test them out, to try it and see what happens. Now, I know this first step is going to be scary. It's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And that's the point. Right now, you're stuck in this fear cycle. And the only way to get out of it is to push yourself out of it and to see what happens. You've got to be able to trust your doctor and your educator that the ratios that they gave you are going to be the best for you to manage your diabetes. You need to trust yourself that you can tolerate the discomfort that's going to come along with taking that much insulin or eating different foods. And trust yourself that if something comes up, like your blood sugar goes low, that you have the resources to deal with it, that you know what to do, and you'll be able to take care of yourself in that process. But the only way to find that out is to try. Of course, don't do anything objectively dangerous. It's going to put yourself in danger on purpose. But you have to be able to push yourself out of your comfort zone to a place where you can try new things and see what actually happens. And once you do that, I think that you'll find you become a whole lot more flexible in your life. This listener asks, how can I take a break from the stress of diabetes? Diabetes is overwhelming for me, and I can't deal with it anymore. I need a break. I know I can't stop managing diabetes, but I would really love a break from all the stress. Do you have any advice for what I can do? I do have some advice. The best piece of advice I can give you is be open to the possibility that diabetes is not always going to be stressful. I think sometimes we get in this habit of thinking, I have diabetes, therefore I'm going to be stressed. Or diabetes will always be stressful for me. And when you get in that habit of thinking, all of a sudden, guess what happens? Diabetes is always stressful. You walk into the room, diabetes is there, and stress is never far behind. But what if you change your mindset about diabetes and the fact that it has to be stressful? What if you thought that diabetes could be easy and stress-free? Now, I know that may sound like a stretch, but it's all about mindset. It's all about how you think about and how you approach diabetes. And if you approach it in a way where stress is not a for sure thing with diabetes, guess what happens? The possibility exists that diabetes can be there and won't be stressful. So while you can't always choose to take a break from the stress of diabetes, but what you can do is set yourself up for success so diabetes won't automatically be stressful. It all goes along with the way that you think about and approach diabetes. So repeat after me. Diabetes can be easy. Diabetes is not always stressful. I got this. And by telling yourself this and visualizing this for yourself, you get in the mindset that, yes, diabetes may be stressful sometimes, but not always. And you approach diabetes in a way in which it doesn't have to be a certain way. You don't put diabetes in a box. And when diabetes isn't in a box, all of a sudden, a whole new world opens up because a possibility exists that it won't be stressful. But for this to happen, you have to set yourself up for success. You have to approach it in a way where you're not doomed before you even start the process. Think about this another way. If you're in school right now or if you've been in school in the past, I'm sure you've had a big exam that was coming up. And you may have thought to yourself, 
this exam is going to be horrible. I'm going to have such a hard time with this exam. And you walk into the exam and you're super stressed. And now you approach the exam with a lens of stress and that stress becomes a barrier for you. What would happen though, if you approach that exam with a sense of confidence saying, I got this. I studied hard, I did everything that I could to prepare, and now I'm here to take the exam. Bring it on. Nothing about the exam has changed, but the way you are approaching it has changed, and that approach changes your perspective. So as you move forward, I would encourage you not to assume that diabetes will always be stressful. It may be, but it also may not be. But being open to the possibility that it may not be will set you up for success. And in doing that, you will get a break from the stress of diabetes. I promise. This listener says, I've had diabetes for over 15 years now, and I still feel like an imposter. I have lots of friends with diabetes, and they all look up to me, but I feel like for some reason, I'm not doing it right, and somehow I have them all fooled. What do I do about this? Let me just say, welcome to the club. I've had diabetes for over 20 years now, and I do this for a living. And sometimes I feel like an imposter too. I feel like I have everyone fooled, and they think that I am doing great with diabetes. But I know from my CGM data, and I know from what I'm doing, that I'm struggling as well. So you're not alone in what you're feeling. But I also know that based on what you told me, you're actually doing pretty well with your diabetes management. And you're really not fooling anyone. You know, no one has perfect diabetes management. So I think the first step to getting over imposter syndrome is setting reasonable expectations for yourself about what success looks like. Because if you see success as being 100% time in range, and people are telling you you're doing great, but you know that you're nowhere near 100% in range, of course you're going to feel like an imposter. Or if success for you is only eating 30 grams of carbs a day, but you know every once in a while you have dessert that's 70 grams of carbs for that one ice cream sundae, Of course, you'll feel like an imposter because you feel like you're fooling everybody. But the reality is 100% time in range and eating very low carb is not realistic for anyone with diabetes. So you have to make sure that what you're measuring for success and how other people perceive you is actually on even ground. Managing diabetes is a skill. And as you get better at it, your blood sugars hopefully will get better as well. But really what the skill is, is dealing with the challenges that come along as they come along and being able to react to them effectively. Usually, that'll result in more in-range blood sugars, but that's not necessarily the goal. The goal is to be able to deal with the challenges as they come along and deal with them with skill. And no matter how good you get at that, there's always more to learn, and you'll probably never feel like you're doing quite good enough because your blood sugars won't reflect perfection. But with diabetes, perfection is not the goal. Perseverance is. If you're able to keep on working towards managing your diabetes and integrating it into your life, while at the same time living your life and not letting diabetes get in the way, then you're winning, then you're successful. And so when people tell you you're doing a great job and that you're managing diabetes well, that's what that means. It doesn't mean you have perfect blood sugars. It doesn't mean you never make mistakes, but it means you're able to balance those things. You're able to balance your diabetes management, your quality of life, and deal with the challenge of diabetes as they come along and deal with these challenges with skill. Finally, You want to be able to separate how you feel about yourself and how you perceive yourself with the reality of the situation. So oftentimes there's a gap between what's really going on and how we feel we're doing. And that gap can make confidence really challenging. I want you to be able to see that you can be skilled at doing something, that you can be good at doing something, even if you don't feel like you are. 
And just because you don't feel like you're good at something doesn't mean that you're not. Once you're able to detach the feeling from the reality, things get much easier. And so next time you're not feeling confident and you have good evidence that you should be confident, detach your feeling from the reality and say, I'm not feeling confident, but I know I'm doing okay, so I'm gonna keep on going. Give that a try and see how it works. My guess is you may surprise yourself. much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast.